When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Kyle, you were so good when you went into that mode at the beginning. It was so impressive. You just turned it right on. It was so safe. I was like, whoa. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. Hopefully you know what to do. Uh, You've done podcasts before. If you like what you hear, like what you see, hit that subscribe button. I do uh, three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Merritt. Today, my guest, Orla Gartland. We're going to be talking about her album, Woman on the Internet. The Irish songwriter discusses the reckoning and sense of self that takes center stage across the LP, rarely taking her own advice, and the abundance of bad advice across the web. Gartland also dives into her appreciation of St. Vincent's Strange Mercy album and how it influenced the set, and what it was like to see this debut album land in the top ten in both the UK and Ireland. Discussing Woman on the Internet, it's Kyle Meredith with Orla Gartland. Hey, how are you? Hey, congratulations. Uh, You've got an album, a full-length album, Woman on the Internet, and it, I'm I'm not kidding, is one of the best albums of the year. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, God, the flattery. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll just try to load it on the entire, it'll be the flattery interview. You should insult me just to level it out. (laughs) Figure out how to do that. We'll see if I can. Uh, Seriously, uh, you don't have to take my word for it. The acclaim is already happening uh, especially as I'm seeing in, in Ireland, in the UK, where you've got uh, a top, well, you're top charting over there, right? I mean, this this is a big deal. It, it is very unexpectedly brilliant. Yeah, no, I somehow I shifted more copies than Lord in Ireland last week. I don't know how, uh, but, uh, you know, good. it's a good thing. So for for those kind of catching up i mean you've been doing this this isn't this isn't a new thing for you anyway i mean you've had lots of eps in the past but now with the lp with with the album like did you approach it differently did you you know as it it does sort of speak to a larger idea all the way through so how did you approach it as a as a bigger piece 
it really did just feel like what I've been doing before, but longer. I'd, I'd released a couple of EPs over the last couple of years and I was trying to, I think EPs and shorter projects are a great way of like finding your feet with whatever it is you're trying to say or whatever it is you're trying to be. In my case, like specifically, I really wanted to get better at production. So I could have a big hand in that and not just be like, you know, not just be working with people where it was their idea with my voice on it. Like it was really important for me to be like playing the instruments and like programming the drums and like getting into the thick of it. Um, so the projects I'd done before and releases before the album were like a good way for me to find my feet with that. But yeah, I think I knew start of 2020, a simpler time. Um, I definitely knew I wanted to do something bigger and just that I was kind of ready, ready for it. And I just wanted a big meaty 40 minute body of work at last and whatever for whatever reason just kind of felt felt ready but the approach was very similar to the EPs I had done I think just just longer and I think with a longer with a longer track list you have the opportunity to like really showcase all the parts of you you know and, and dip into styles that people might not expect of you and you know have songs that are up and down and in the middle and kind of to the left and doing with something strange so you know I think an album length of songs is just an absolute playground for exploring, which is, which was really fun. I probably noticed that production and the styles, even before I had noticed exactly what was going on with what you were singing, uh, like right from the beginning with things I've learned, just how the little things, like how every instrument sort of takes its turn. Mm. You know, yeah. how it's, and, and, and the different styles that you're talking about too. I mean, it is really noticeable and, and sort of sequenced in such a perfect way that you, you really get a chance to, to, to go on that journey when you were writing, is that part, like, is that in your mind where you're like, I want to have it in this style, or I'd like to have something that showcases, like, how does it end up like that? Yeah. That's interesting that you said about the first track. That's like very deliberate because I wrote it initially just as like an introduction track for a live setup. I think it's so um, having gigged for a couple of years, you just, you learn what you want from a set list when you look down on it. And I just remember being like, oh, you know, my, maybe it won't make it, you know, as an actual release, but things that I've learned was just meant to be like an intro track. So I could be like, and on the bass, it's Pete, you know, and he has a little moment and on the drums, it's Sarah and she's a little moment. So yeah, that, that like one by one thing was like very deliberate. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the like production and the demoing and the writing is like, it's all one kind of process with, you, you know, you just have a demo that you keep visiting again and again until it's, until it's finished um rather than write the songs and then produce them later like it's definitely all definitely all merged into the one for me and again I think that just came from a couple of years of finding my feet as a, as a producer because then you can yeah then you hear the like sounds and the beats and whatever it is that isn't just the basic stuff you know you can hear it at the beginning as well as rather than at the end so yeah it's definitely like all paired together into one big mess <laughs> right while we're on that track uh, things I've learned. How often are you able to take your own advice with, 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 with what you're saying there? Literally never. It's so funny <laughs> because I was almost going to call the album things that I've learned. And I think what turned me off about it, what I liked about it, first of all, was that I had this kind of, you know, it kind of embodied the whole thing of like, here's, you know, I'm in my mid twenties. I'm not like past the chaos or like have it all figured out by any means, but like, I'm not a child either. Like here are some, some thoughts and some like things I can pass on but what turned me off about it was the fact that it sounded like I had it all figured out and that I was like this wise all-knowing all-seeing um 
person, which I definitely am not. So I think, you know, very seldom can take my own advice. It's much easier to speak to people through song um, and distill your advice or thoughts into that. But it's like, it's much, much harder to put that into action in your real life. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I wrote down here as far as, you know, when I really started getting into the, to, to the meat of the album, I, I wrote down it, it feels like there is a reckoning with a sense of self that goes on throughout. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like how, so where does that come from and, and why? Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the crux of the whole album. So thank you for like picking up on it. I think just, yeah, it's a coming of age album. And I think as a result of that, inevitably there's like a sense of just identity search um, and the conflicts that come with that. Like I moved to, I'm from Dublin originally in Ireland, but I moved to London about six years ago. And um, when you move to a new city, it's like, you can be anyone you want. You could go to a party and put on a completely different accent. You could lie to everyone, tell them you have a different name, a different job. It wasn't that extreme, but I think I definitely went through a lot of years of like trying on different versions of myself just to see what sticks, you know, because coming here for me, even though I came here to do music, it was my version of university or like college in a way. It was my like soul searching growing up out on your own kind of time. Um, so yeah, I just tried on a lot of different different things and, and equally had a, a lot of years where I was like afraid to be who who I am and for whatever reason in whatever groups you know so I think it's so much of the album is like yeah reckoning with that like you said and trying to to shake that off and just grow into whatever it is you already know you are but you're just not like owning it for whatever reason so yeah there's definitely a lot of that going on in these songs well it does sound like you have a bit of a, a guide uh, and and it kind of hits on the title with the uh, woman on the internet. I mean, the woman on the internet pops up uh, at least a couple times uh, on the record uh, to offer advice that I would imagine isn't easily used. Well, no, yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of a weird coincidence. Like the there's a song called More Like You that had this mention of the woman on the internet in the chorus. Um, and then later wrote Pretending, which is another song. And it really wasn't until I fin had finished and vocal both songs that someone was like, oh, it's kind of weird that this, this character, whoever is in both. And I was like, oh, cool, completely accidental. And that, yeah, that just made me think about who, who is that person. In my, in my head, it's like no one in particular, but I think, I, I think of the advice that the woman gives is actually being like, very kind of seedy like quite bad advice because <laughs> i think there's plenty of that going on online there's plenty of people that like i certainly like turn to who you know these people who i think i know who i actually don't know at all and um if i'm looking to like if i'm looking for some escapism from my real life i will happily watch uh someone else's intensely you know to the point where i feel like they're like my best friend but actually like they're they're trying to sell me <laughs> shit, you know so i think it's uh yeah, it's definitely not like a all seeing, all knowing, like pure fairy godmother vibe. I think there's like this, when I think of who that person is, I think there's this like undertone of, of darkness to it for whatever reason. Something dark, you know, from the internet with with an undertone of darkness. I, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like, you know, this advice though, it's, it's also almost like, I mean, if you're taking, the woman comes to me like, she's also telling you that whatever you're doing is probably wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And what you do need is this hair product or like this self-help book. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. There's, yeah. I think that's the weird thing about like 
some of these people that 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 do claim to sort of help you and yeah how can they how how can they when they don't when they don't know you like so much of it is like hot air but like you know when you have no when, when you don't feel there's anyone in your real life who kind of gets you or you can turn to like I think that's when you fall into those holes or at least I do I'm particularly vulnerable to that kind of stuff when I'm feeling like low about myself you know then I'm perfectly placed for some like bad advice <laughs> so you want to be a rock and roll star no well how about a podcast star well as it turns out there's a new all-in-one platform just for you it's called anchor and it's the easiest way to make a podcast and check this out it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer and then anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify and apple podcast and you know everywhere else in the, in podcast land and what's even better you can actually make money from your podcast go figure uh, no minimum listenership on that it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place so go ahead Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. I think that's interesting as we look back at your history too, because, you know, getting your start, uh, however you want to say that, you know, on YouTube doing covers. <laughs> and I mean, that's like, that's like being raised on the comment section. You know, we're always told don't read the comments. Yeah. Like for you though, was there sort of a balance there? Was there a reckoning as well? Like knowing how harsh the internet can be, did you have to live through some of that points? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I made videos for years when I was younger, basically because I just was writing songs and I couldn't, I was too young to play like open mics near me. So it kind of didn't, it, it, I didn't think any further than that. It wasn't like, it's not like now where you might be an artist or a creator of some kind and you put stuff up very deliberately to build an audience. Like the internet when I started was not that far ahead. It, there was no like end goal for anyone. So it felt, felt like a different vibe. And I think it was interesting. I was very lucky not to have had a overnight kind of success. I think the internet's very different now with like TikTok and stuff. Like things can go very viral very quick. And that can be really exciting and a great opportunity, but yeah, it brings with it a lot of attention that you need to be ready for. And I think the cool thing that I'm actually really grateful for in hindsight is the fact that my first couple of years on YouTube specifically were such a slow and steady climb. It was like, put up a cover, 10 comments. Someone in Germany wants to hear and a, a different song. Let's, let's do that. You know, and I could, it was, it was manageable and I can read it all. I could like keep tabs on it all. And I didn't really get that, you know, because I didn't have that much attention and I didn't have that much bad attention. And that's actually a really good thing. Um, it's not a thing anymore, but I, I remember years ago, it used to be this huge thing, huge thing to get featured on the YouTube homepage. Now, now there isn't really a homepage, but God, it was like everyone wanted it. And if you, if you, you know, your life could really truly be changed in overnight because you could wake up and your, your video would be on the, the YouTube homepage and you have like thousands of comments from all these strangers and people made careers off the back of, you know, being launched on there. But um, yeah, I, you know, I got things over the years. I, I used to get a lot of stick for my like singing faces. I remember that being like a thing because I just would be like very expressive. And I was also making videos at the time where the like auto tune, like the production elements were starting to creep into the music side of YouTube. So people were starting to like pre-record their vocals and then mime them. And so there was a lot of people, I think there still is, that genuinely did not know what it looked like to see someone that was actually singing and it wasn't even their fault it was just like it was they were just caught at a time where like people were starting to 
to pre-record and mind their vocals and so they would be singing them back like they would look like so stunning when they sing because they weren't singing um and then I was just like you know like making these horrible horrible faces and so I remember like yeah I remember getting like a little bit of uh flack for that but you know it was pretty mild and not even that malicious but yeah, I, not I like really- to the Esty Hyam, uh, you know, oh her, the base face that, so and I love Esty, and that's you know the emotion. Uh, oh my god! I mean, God, you gotta feel it. You gotta, yeah. Who cares? Right. Yeah, I, I would much rather look like I'm enjoying myself than like I'm trying to look like a model when I sing or something. Um. So yeah, I remember that being a thing, but no, I, I was definitely, I was lucky that it was slow and steady because it meant that the, yeah, it meant that I could keep an eye on everything and. Oh, yeah. I avoided most of the like darker sides of, I think, that time of YouTube. So is there a moment then on, on this record on Woman in the Internet, you know, as as we follow you, I'll say you as the character even, you know, throughout this journey where y- you do feel like you finally find your footing? Like by the end of this, is that sense of self established? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't think there's a particular moment, but I think you know, for better or worse, I'm incredibly self-aware. And I think that's where these songs come from is, is it just an, a, a processing things and trying to understand them better, sometimes overthinking and overcooking them to a point that's like not actually helpful. But I think just by, you know, on a song like pretending, which is just about being at a party and kind of like I was speaking about just trying on different versions of yourself and kind of having a moment of awareness of being like, what the hell are you doing? Like almost looking at yourself from above being like, you don't even believe what you're saying um and yeah I think even just being aware of those moments trying to move past them is you know it's not like I have it all figured out but it gets you a little bit closer to 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 realizing that it's it's fine to to, to just let your guard down whatever that means you know I guess I hear that a little bit uh, both sides of the coin on uh, on you're not special babe too because that can come across across almost demeaning for a half a second until you think of the positive side of it yeah I, I well I think it sounds a little bit mean and it sounds like it's going to be a song about a an ex or something um but but it's not no it's a song like just sung it's like I imagine it's sung to me in a mirror you know and it's, you know essentially it's you're not alone but that sounded kind of cheesy so <laughs> this stands out more this honestly stands out way more I think so Ooh. you're not al- I mean that's just so done you know but essentially it's the same bottom line thing like the chaos that you're going through the like ups and downs and the like you know all the messiness is not uh is not specific to you you know everyone everyone has it in their own way so just chill you know i know we talked a little bit about the sound i'm uh i'm such a big saint vincent fan and nerd and i'd heard that uh you know you did take a little bit of inspiration from the strange mercy era and i I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that because it's one of my favorites oh my god i mean she's just next level isn't she yeah i just remember hearing that album and thinking god this is such a soundscape i don't know if that makes sense but like i think when you approach production as a guitar player, you can, there's a temptation to put the guitar front and center and everything around it just flourishes. And actually it can be quite hard because guitar embodies so many things. There's, there's melody, there's harmony, there's rhythm. Um, there's like, there's, there's everything in it. And when you're like busking or doing a solo set, the fact that it's like so, such a rounded thing can be really good. But I remember listening to, to, to that St. Vincent album 
um I mean I think like a lot of people cruel was my like this first song that I heard and it's got those like Disney string moments where the time changes and the drums are amazing and again the guitar is like it's not like in your face like there are moments where it shines through but it's not like clunking in the middle of the track the whole time and yeah I think that was just like that whole album was just a bit of a wake-up call for me of like interesting ways to to use a guitar and and have it be part of your project without it being like the only thing it's like sitting in with the whole sound world yeah she's like truly the best yeah it's surprising too because she's one of the best guitar players out there and to not make that the the focus I mean that's oh my god yeah and I think that's so it's such a easy thing to do if you're a proper shredder you know it's really easy to just shred all over the place and in a live scenario like people that goes down well but like I just I don't want to hear that I'm not you know and I find that like you know the first person that comes to mind is like something like John Mayer like he's got a following of like super super like guitar fans and like live it's I I absolutely want to see him shred but I on a recorded version of a song I just like don't want too much indulgent riffing it's just not not my kind of thing so it's like yeah I think that's what's great about her is she's more than capable of you know doing eight minute long guitar solos but I don't think that means that you should Uh, everything you've done on this, I mean, it's it's so perfectly done. I really do think that with this record, uh, Woman on the Internet. So all of the acclaim that you're getting and all the success is completely warranted and and, and deserved. Congratulations Thank on you everything. So much. Thank you. Thank you for, for listening to it properly and digesting it. And that's more than I could ask for. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear what's next. Uh, Orla, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it too. It's been fun. Thank you for having me, Kyle. My thanks, Orla Gartland. Uh, again, the uh, debut album is called Woman on the Internet. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Uh, hit subscribe so you can follow the entire series too before you get out of here. Uh, new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual spots like uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. After that, head over to WFPK.org where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, including Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all three of them at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I mean, I don't know how to wrap people up, <laughs> but the problem is like everyone's so nice, and I'm just so bad at being like, you've got five. <laughs> like, it makes me feel like such a such a dickhead. But anyway, it's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org, from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.